Good evening, y'all. It is time to step up off the sidelines and into the game. This is the Watch Your Step podcast, episode two. Episode two, looking forward to uh, hanging out with y'all. Good to see some of y'all in the chat tonight. Y'all, crazy week, crazy week that it's been. Lots of stuff happened this week that we're going to talk about. Can't wait to get into it with you guys. If y'all want to talk about it in the chat while we're doing it, y'all let me know your thoughts on anything. We want to get into it, but let's get right into it. Right into it. Trump wins Iowa, y'all. Not a big shock uh, for the once the polls was right. Usually polls can be a tool to kind of direct thinking, kind of control thought, control outcome, control turnout. And a little bit of controversy as well during this uh, Iowa caucus this week. We had uh, a pretty a pretty significant victory from Trump, especially if you want to go county by county. <laughs> Yo, Nikki Haley won one county, y'all. What is this about, dude? <laughs> one county, but check it out. At this one county, they ran out of party switch forms. That means so many people that were Democrats or unaffiliated showed up to this caucus to switch party and therefore vote for Nikki Haley, y'all. So she won one county by one vote, 1271 to 1270. Thank you, Democrats. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's something I, I haven't heard of a lot. Hey, who says your vote don't count? Uh, Nikki Haley. And we'll say that the Democrat votes certainly count, as will uh, uh, everybody that participated in the 2020 election. They say the same thing. Um, but Trump was running basically as an incumbent this, uh, this cycle. It shows that... Though he didn't win the 2020 election, Republicans polled pretty much agree on the whole that uh, Trump had it stolen from him. I mean, the majority of Republicans polled believe that it was a stolen election. That is also the position of this show as well. Uh, that is our opinion anyway, as long as we're still allowed to have those. Um, we, we won't go through all the reasons that we think that, but he was basically running as an incumbent, which is kind of a little bit troubling as well because... Half of the Republicans in this caucus did not vote for Trump, which is pretty pretty interesting considering the, the status he had, how well he's doing in the polls. Now, the remaining half that didn't vote for Trump were split pretty good between DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, uh, Nikki Haley, and the now uh, Trump-endorsing Vivek Ramaswamy, who I was a fan of. I like Vivek. I thought he brought a lot to the table, to the conversation. A lot of people didn't trust him, think he's a Johnny-come-lately, because he has, uh, in the past, espoused positions that were different than what he was campaigning on this time. But, I, you know, like Candace Owens and others, I'm okay with people taking that red pill and coming over. I welcome you with open arms. If you want to come and your eyes get open and the scales fall off, man, come on, welcome over to the big tent on the right, on the right. So, um, but half of Iowa's not voting for Trump is pretty interesting. Now, let's if we take a look at the delegate count after this, 2,389 delegates, not committed. Trump has 20, DeSantis 9, Haley 8, and Vivek will certainly give his three to or tell them to side with Trump. But there's a lot going on here. After this race, Nikki Haley, who came in third, might I add, came out very boldly and stated, this is now a two-person race. 
okay, is she talking about the people that finished first and second? I don't know. Or maybe she's looking at the New Hampshire, um, excuse me, the New Hampshire uh, polling at the moment. If I can get my graphic right, y'all. Here we go. The new the New Hampshire graphic at the moment. Looking at the 115 poll after Christie dropped out, she is tied with Trump at 40%. But if you dig in deeper to the graphic below that, if you go by party registration and Republicans, Trump has 47% to Haley's 35%. But the undeclared party affiliation she is crushing everyone else with 51% of that. Trump with 24. DeSantis a distant third with 3 and 6% respectively. So a lot going on there. Can you rely on Democrat or independent votes to win this election? History says no. Most of these Democrats are not going to vote for you. Now, a lot of people don't trust Nikki Haley. They know she's bankrolled by BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, all these huge corporations that own basically half of America through uh, stocks, how much of a stock and a percentage of each company they own. They have huge influence by all the things that you buy and transact with on a regular basis. That's where these DEI and social justice uh, incentives, initiatives, what I'm trying to say, come into play. Coca-Cola, you name it, things that you never would think these companies are the reason that they're in that because they have so much say-so with this new global cabal trying to get to one world government trying to get to socialism everywhere trying to get to uh united states diminishing in power and influence across the globe so these same companies that bankroll all the stuff that is fighting against you and your beliefs every day they back they bankrolling and backing nikki haley so just keep that in mind that's why a lot of people including me Hashtag never Nikki. I do not think that she is a qualified nor trustworthy candidate in this election. Now, if you want to keep going before we move on, uh, Trump is the far and away front runner. MAGA 24, where are you at? Looking at his potential VP candidates on oddschecker.com, Christy Noam is leading the pack a lot. Vivek Ramaswamy, since his uh, dropout and, and subsequent endorsement of Trump, jumped way up in the odds. Some other people I think we should look out for, Nikki Haley on this list. Now, I, I, for all the reasons I just said, I think that would be a horrible choice, horrible choice for VP. Um, but Tucker Carlson right behind her and Carrie Lake as well on this uh, on the odds. Now they're coming in much longer odds, but, but worth keeping an eye on, I say, going forward in the race for the Republican nomination and therefore the presidency of the United States. But there was a lot of uh, fallout, a lot of reaction on news, on the cable news networks about this Trump landslide victory that it was. They'll spin it certain ways. I mean, I I brought up some of the facts that it was a low turnout, that he did not, he barely garnished 50% of the turnout vote. It was a low turnout to begin with, but of the ones that turn out, only 50%. So he is a polarizing candidate still. Um, but regardless of that, like I said, the majority of Republican voters do believe the election was stolen from him and therefore stolen from them who voted for them in 2020. And Trump has said that many times that, you know, he is the last line of defense between the, the Marxists, the globalists, the leftists and you. And so when they stole it from him, 
they stole it from you. That is his opinion. That is opinion I share. And the majority of Republicans polled also share. But one person in particular that needs to be pointed out on their reaction, MSNBC wouldn't even play the... Uh, the victory speech by Trump citing we have the responsibility not to uh, let misinformation get out there and and uh, all that kind of stuff. The same people that told you Russia, Russia, Russia the whole time and that it was a, a guaranteed fact that he and they had the evidence and everything about Russia. All the stuff that they've been wrong on all these years talking about misinformation or disinformation. Yeah, now they're gonna, not going to let Trump talk about his Iowa victory. But one such person highlights a lot, a lot a lot that's wrong with the Democrat Party and liberalism in general in general today. And that's why they're having a lot of defection. A lot of these traditional Democrats, you look at uh, John Stewart, Bill Maher, they, they like, wait a minute now. I'm not cool with all this shit going down right now. They're switching. They're not necessarily coming to the right, but they're just left without a party. And they're saying, I can't go with all this crap and all this division and over discrimination and racism. And here's a perfect example from election night. Let's go to the beautiful Joy Reid and see what she had to say. Now, pay attention to what she has to say. This is a, a race hustler. Has no purpose on television but to divide, but to pit us Americans against one another and to go at each other and divide us on race, gender, ideology, identity, whatever the left wants to come up with to subdivide us into groups. Check this out. Just watch. You know, I feel like the, the important sort of data point, and, and you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight, is that these, these are white Christians. That this is a oh, state that right is overrepresented overrepresented by white Christians that are going to participate in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Um, I today earlier Notice today the voting reached out to Robert yet. Jones, Robbie Jones, Already um, from the Public Religion Christians. Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa, and this is a hyper evangelical st white state. And he said the following to me: Iowa is about 61 percent white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41 percent white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following. Because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it yeah. back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American. It's, it's insane. Can you believe that? I don't know a single person on the right that believes that it's insane and I'm sorry to even play these clips for you. It just makes my blood boil how much division this goes in. But I do got one more for you to highlight and illustrate this point. Check this out. The point that you made, Steph, I mean, it, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady. 
Oh, that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the Hayes. notion that you can say immigrants Brown are poisoning lady. the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the way, why she got oh, Donald Trump's sir, hairdo. Ramp up a lot, the better she does in New yeah. Hampshire. Look at Trump down so there. Look at Joy Reid. <laughs> I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis' only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make Good the appeal God. to Whitey. Look at the look at the evil. That's just straight evil. It's hate. How can you live your life and look through the world through that lens? I mean, come on. She she's like the reverse Ku Klux Klan or reverse Civil War era Democrat. It's it's insane how they can't move past it. But this is by design. This is by design. This is a actual tenet of the modern Democrat Party. OK, they need us to be divided. They need us to be African-Americans, transgender Americans, LGBTQ plus Americans. They need you to be brown American, immigrant American. They need you. They can't just let you be American, be on the same side. They have to pit us against each other. They need permanent victims, permanent victims. And they need a permanent underclass. OK, and that's what this uh, uh Mass immigration that they're doing is facilitating. A, it's having a permanent dependency. They get across this border to give them cell phones. They're giving them free housing. They're giving them free food in New York. People been in these hotel rooms nine months. Ain't paid for nothing. They're getting everything for free. Handing them out. We've already went over the uh, the voting map last week. There's only nine states in this country that require ID by law. Require. A lot of them request it. But require ID by law, there's nine. And of those nine, only six require photo ID. The other three will take a utility bill or some, some, some form of ID like that. But this division is evil. It is. It, we, we must unite and come together. If we actually had a common purpose, then the things that we look at as problems totally changed through a different lens. The only way to be actually equal in this country and to have equality in this country is once you don't have special privileges or lack of privileges for one group or another. Once we are all actually equal, then this country can move forward. And we, in the last 10, 15, 20 years, have been closer to that than ever before. But... This kind of shit is allowed to be on national television, perpetrating hate, perpetrating evil and division. And we're going backwards as far as race relations and unity and love and brotherhood in this country. And it's a tactic. It's a tenet of the Democrat left and what they want to do to this country. They want to divide and conquer. There was a, during the Revolutionary War, there was a big graphic, you've probably seen it before, of the snake that was divided up into parts of the 13 colonies and it said, unite or die. And damn, if that ain't still true today, if we can't be united on this and fight against this crap, this evil, this country's in big trouble. It's in big trouble anyway. Um, but unity is what scares this Democrat party. United American, a United States, the way we were after 9-11 when everybody, I don't care how you look like, we had each other's back. We're on the same team. That's what scares Amer the, the Democrats of America today. Moving right along to uh, uh, Crooked Fanny. That's right, we're going to call her Crooked Fanny. 
Look at here. Somebody else playing the race car. Now, if you don't know the story, we're going to go right to it. Filing alleges improper relations between Fulton D.A., top Trump prosecutor, all right? District Attorney Fannie Willis improperly hired an alleged romantic partner to prosecute Donald Trump and financially benefited from their relationship, according to a court motion filed Monday, which argued the criminal charges in the case were unconstitutional. The bombshell public filing alleged that special prosecutor Nathan Wade, the booty call, was a private attorney, never had any kind of experience in a trial like this, paid for lavish vacations he took with Willis using the Fulton County funds his law firm received. County records show that Wade, who has played a prominent role in the election interference case, has been paid nearly $654,000 in legal fees since January 2022. The DA authorizes his compensation. Look at their fanny fanny. Crooked's gonna crooked, ain't it? Come on, Democrats. We know what you all about. Come on. So now, now, Georgia drug, Georgia judge, excuse me, and Trump case sets hearing on misconduct allegation against Fannie Willis. A Fulton County judge has ordered an evidentiary hearing after a bold claim from one of the Trump co-defendants. The implications for the prosecution remain to be seen. A Georgia judge just scheduled what will be a closely watched hearing in the Fulton County election interference case for February 15th after one of Donald Trump's co-defendants filed a motion arguing that District Attorney Fannie Willis, her office and special prosecutor Nathan Wade should be disqualified and that the case should be dismissed. Man, Nathan Wade got him a little sugar mama, huh? Come on now. At this point, we've only heard in court papers from the defense, and it's too soon to know what the implications are for the prosecution, if any. We will see what Willis says in her written response, which is due February 2nd. Oh, but don't worry, y'all. She ain't waiting for the uh, written response. She ain't waiting for a written response. She's going to go to church, baby. She's going to go to church and play the race car. It's what they do. This goes back to what I was just saying a moment ago. Permanent victimhood. This is a this is the result of permanent victimhood, right? Meow. Okay, let me show you how this goes. Let me show you how this goes. So this person, duly elected by the people and citizens of Georgia, big victim, right? Elected by her constituents in a position of power, campaigned on getting Trump. This was her whole reason that she was running. Campaigned on getting Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. Now, she's in power. She's got the whole liberal cabal in her corner. Just waiting on, waiting on her to deliver that knockout blow. And what she do? She hires a booty call, baby. That ain't her husband. It's her. She having an affair with this guy. And then hires him on the case with no federal uh, experience on this level at all. And then she gets caught. What she do? Oh, she gonna play the race car. Listen to her now. Don't y'all feel sorry for her? There's a couple of uh, statements by Miss Fanny. Here you go. You did not tell me as a woman of color, it would not matter what I did, my motive, my talent, my ability, 
and my character would be constantly attacked. Oh, Lord. First thing they say, oh, she gonna play the race card now. Oh, damn if you didn't. Come on, Fanny. Damn if you did That's like saying... <laughs> I don't. I mean, that's just absurd. That's exactly what you just did. Oh, I'm a woman of color, so everything I'm doing is gonna be impugned attack because this country's so racist and all that. Man, you don't even want to look at the demographics of Georgia in the first place, much less the district she's from. Please, she ain't even a minority. I don't believe in that district. Or it's very close. I'm from Georgia. I know about Georgia. It's a great racial makeup in Georgia and it's a beautiful thing and people get along as best they can and it, it's a it's a beautiful thing moving forward it's, it's the way the country should be until they try to divide us again try to put us against each other based on the way we look or what's between our legs but we got one more thing from Miss Fanny here talking about this now imagine listen to this quote now imagine this quote coming out of somebody else's mouth that was not Fanny listen to this you cannot expect black to be perfect and save the world. Oh, Lord. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world? What if I said that? What if that was a quote from me? I, my whole show be canceled, boy. I, you can't expect a black woman to be perfect and save the world. Why? What I got to do? What has your color got to do with anything? It's insanity. It's insanity. That's what happens with the DEI stuff. When you get hired and, and you run and you get promoted all through life based on race and not merit and not qualifications, not the, the color of your skin instead of the content of your character, as Martin Luther King famously said, and we just celebrated his birthday this past week. It's, an, it's a travesty, man, and it's the liberal playbook. So they, they use race to divide as a weapon, and then when they get caught cheating, when they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar, crooked as hell, then they use it as a shield. It's insane. It ain't, and it has nothing to do with anything. If she was a white woman, I would sit there and say that this case is bullshit and this whole, uh, all these felony charges against Trump is all uh, uh, political gamesmanship and maybe more than that. But she's not, but I don't care. I don't care what she looked like, but that's, Oh, that's the weapon, and it's the shield, man. And it's it's kind of insane that we're at this place after this nation's history has worked, fought the Civil War, and had done everything we've done to move relation, race relations forward, and how the Democrats are doing everything they can to impede that process and roll it backwards and reinstitute discrimination. And we'll tell, talk more about that in a minute. But now I want to talk about the, Demo the Democrat plan, y'all. I'm on to these motherfuckers. Mm. Almost got me to curse. I'm on to these mofos, all right? Look, I'm starting to picture this whole thing now, all right? Biden, I don't think he was supposed to run. I think he was supposed to be a placeholder for four years, leave that border wide open, flood this country with 10 million new voters plus 10 million new dependent on government constituents so that the Democrats can be daddy and give you whatever you want off the taxpayer dollar. And all of a sudden, he don't want to give up power. And I think he's worried maybe about protecting the son. There's a whole myriad of reasons, but I think he's going against the plan. 
So now you're starting to see these Democrats turn on Biden, right? Now you're starting to hear about Big Mike coming out of the shadows and Obama coming out of the shadows talking about they worried about the way this country is going and they worried about the way this campaign is going and the threat that Trump poses. And for the first time, Biden's losing to Trump in the polls. He never was down in the polls to Trump in 2020. It was always within the margin of error, one or two points, but he wasn't behind. He's lost Hispanic voters, black voters, young voters. All his demographics are way down. So you're hearing about Newsom that was down there in Mexico hanging out with the Clintons last week while, or two weeks ago when all that stuff was coming out about Clinton and the Epstein flight logs and all this stuff. And Hillary, how many times she's went to the Epstein Island, right? He's down there hanging out with them. Meanwhile, Michelle's on there giving us some uh, interviews and talking about how she's worried about the country, y'all. Oh, the, the people don't realize how much the government does for them and should do for them and wants to do everything else for them and have total control over their lives. People don't do stuff for you for free, by the way. If they giving you this, they want something else in return. And if they give you freedoms, they can take them away. OK, don't forget that about the Democrats. But I think this is what the Democrat plan is, y'all. There's a reason now. There's a reason they waited so long to start these these uh, cases and these filings, these 91 felony charges against former President Trump. Never heard of. Banana Republic tactics. Trying to get him off the ballot. Yet they claim they vote for, they fight for democracy. They're the party of democracy. But we don't want you to be able to choose freely as a people, right? Trying to get Trump off the ballot. Trying to throw him in jail. Now, a lot of people were baffled when this came out. Man, what are they doing this for? This is the best thing that Trump's ever had. They're just boosting up his poll numbers. This is backfired on the Democrats. They're insane. No, I think it's much more twisted and sinister than that. What I think is happening is back to this story right About half of U.S. Republicans could spurn Trump if he is convicted, Reuters IPSOS poll show. This is back from August 3rd. About half of Republicans would not vote for Donald Trump if he were convicted of a felony, a sign of the severe risks his legal problems pose for the 2024 U.S. presidential bid. The former president and current frontrunner in the Republican nomination contest for the November 2024 president election he has pleaded not guilty to all charges in court. Look, I completely have convinced, I am convinced that their entire goal, y'all, is to let Trump win this nomination. These judges, I don't trust none of these liberal judges, none of these liberal DAs. Every one of these cases has been filed in a super Democrat district. Nothing even close to a balanced electorate in these districts, okay? Every one of these cases is filed in a super liberal district with a super liberal judge and a super liberal, ultra-liberal prosecutors, all of these DAs that ran on putting Trump in jail and killing his businesses and ruining his finances. This is what they ran on, okay? I believe, put on my tinfoil hat, whatever you want to call it, I believe they're going to do it. I believe they're going to wait till he secures the nomination. The superdelegates on the Democrat side, don't forget, they have superdelegates. They can just say, well, thank you, Democrat voters, but we know better than you. It's very Democrat-like if you think about it. That's exactly how they think. 
We know best. Government knows best. Take your, uh, have your cake and eat it. But I totally think they're going to put Trump in jail, nominate Big Mike or uh, Newsom with the superdelegates. Mostly Michelle, if I had to put my money on it. And that's the plan. So what's our plan? What is our plan? And this is where I come to a lot of things on, on this, uh, back to this primary right here. What's our backup? It's chaos if they do that. That's never happened before. You going to vote for Trump from jail? Personally, if he was a nominee, I would. I don't believe any of these charges. I don't believe nothing. This is Banana Republic, Soviet-style tactics. They want to tell everybody Republicans are Nazis and Republicans are uh, conservative people are like Putin and all this crap. This is, man, Putin is the Marxist. The Marxist is, is what the left is. And this is Mark, Marxist tactics. That's what Putin's always done is jailed his political opponents. A lot of them have freaking just turned up dead. And now they're going to take him off the ballot and put his ass in jail. It's going to be totally unforeseen from a lot of people. And a lot of people are going to buy it and they won't vote for somebody sitting in jail that's a convicted felon. So just it's a whole different way to steal an election if I can say that as an opinion, or uh, uh, election interference. Let me put it that way. I think that's a, a more uh, accepted way to say what I'm saying. So what's our backup plan? This is why, unlike what seems to be the popular opinion right now among the right, if you watch anybody on Fox News or a lot of the pundits, that say DeSantis should drop out. Y'all, we need DeSantis. He doesn't have to be your first choice for president. If you're Donald Trump, MAGA, red hat, ready to go, God bless you. I understand why. The election, in my opinion, was stolen from you, and most likely, in your opinion, was stolen from you in 2020. So we want to see Trump get revenge. We want to see him get retribution and justice for what happened last time. That's fine. But what if he goes to jail? What if? you? It is irresponsible to not plan for that contingency, and we don't want... Black Rock, Vanguard, Safe Street, uh, uh, Nikki Haley as the nominee. She is very liberal. She's with half this DEI stuff. She's funded, like I said, funded by all the corporations that are against your interests, that are turning this country against its actual principles. And they're the ones backing her. We do not need Nikki to get second place in this uh this contest so we need DeSantis to stay in there as long as possible and I don't know what you do other than that and I so I don't fault DeSantis on staying in this race it, put it like this if they throw Trump if they throw Trump in jail they're gonna run Michelle and you can't do anything about it with the front runner so you're going to have a divided electorate anyway. A lot of the, the MAGA people are going to be unwilling to vote for anybody besides Donald Trump. But we have to figure out a way to beat the left. And DeSantis can pardon Trump. I know it sounds like a crazy scenario, but this shit is unprecedented and unreasonable. It is crazy what they're doing to this country, what they're doing to this electoral process, and what they're doing to you and your vote is unprecedented. So we got to have a backup plan. We got to be on the alert for this. And I'm sorry, MAGA. Look, Trump wins the nomination. 
you won't hear a more full-throated supporter than me. I think he's going to win the nomination, so I am fully prepared to endorse and get fully behind President Trump. And I'm behind him for the reasons I said already. But we have to be able to be mentally and emotionally prepared for when they put our presidential candidate in jail. They try to take him off the ballot, and they have these, these court cases. Ain't just a distraction, y'all. The game is rigged. The refs have been paid. The fix is in. We have to be prepared, and we can't lose sight of what's important, and that's taking our country back. And if Trump is the martyr for that, and he may very well may have to be, we have to unite and beat the left. Now, there's other obstacles in the way. Voter ID, mail-in ballots, we also have to worry about, too. We're fighting a huge uphill battle. But we can't, I'm not saying, abandon Trump. And hopefully, I hope to God I am wrong. But we have to be prepared for this to be a possible outcome. All right, switching gears, mostly. Still some DEI, though. DEI in the skies, baby. Come on. Now, this is some of the craziest shit you ever going to hear, all right? If you've watched back to last week, we put our 20 principles that this show will never waver from. And one of those is a merit-based society is necessary. That's the only way society can thrive if it's merit-based. So this DEI flies in the face of that, okay? And now it's coming to an airline near you. Airline near you. Here's the first story about that, all right? Let's see. Here we go. America's safety is at risk as FAA's latest diversity push puts the whole woke mob at the controls from the New York Post. It might be time to stop flying those friendly skies, America. The FAA has gone all in on DEI. That's diversity, equity, and inclusion if you're new to the subject. The agency charged with overseeing airlines, plane makers, airports, and every other aspect of civil aviation in America has undertaken a diversity push meant to bring in workers whose inborn limitations make them plainly unsuitable for high-stakes High pressure roles. The full list of disabilities targeted for special emphasis in recruitment and hiring includes severe intellectual disability, psychiatric disability, and a whole host of other ailments. You read that right. The severely intellectually disabled and the psychiatrically disabled, that's a euphemism for crazy, will now be involved in making sure the planes don't hit the ground or each other. Now let's go look at what the actual quote is from the FAA. The Federal Aviation Administration is actively recruiting workers who suffer from severe intellectual disabilities, psychiatric problems, or other mental disabilities, like we already said. Here's the quote. Targeted disabilities are those disabilities that the federal government, as a matter of policy, has identified for special emphasis in recruitment and hiring. The FAA's website states they include hearing, vision, missing extremities, partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disability, psychiatric disability and dwarfism. Y'all, <laughs> these are people that's going to be in charge of keeping your ass safe when you're flying. Is that what you trust? 
Is this what you want? Do you want the best pilot or do you want the pilot that makes you feel the warm and fuzziest because, oh, look at what color their skin is or, oh, I'm proud of that person for being transgender and look, they're a pilot now. That's awesome. Is that where you work? Because once again, going back to the first story I talked about, honest Americans, good-hearted people don't care what you look like. They don't care who you sleep with. They don't care about none of that, okay? They have to invent straw men on the left to make the boogeyman conservative out to be somebody that hates anybody that looks different and thinks different, which is the most biggest falsehood and biggest lie ever perpetuated on the American voter. The true conservative welcomes everybody, loves people for the way they are, the way they think, and think that's an inherent American right in this country and thinks that's a beautiful thing and just wants to be left the F alone. Not have people forced on us flying our planes and trying to get them in the, in the tower, trying to get them landed and stuff. That might not be the most qualified person. Speaking of that, let's go to this next story from United Airlines, all right? Y'all better watch out if you're going to fly United. You got any upcoming flights? You might want to cancel that and get with a different airline. Look at this crap. United Airlines CEO's diversity hiring comments ignite controversy. Okay, there's a big story coming out. The airline industry is currently in the eye of a storm with the recent resurgence of a June 2021 interview given by United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby. The interview has excited a whirlwind of criticism with social media awash with opinions and comments on Kirby's remarks about the company's diversity hiring initiatives. The executive disclosed that United Airlines plans to ensure that half of its graduating pilot classes will be women or people of color. This declaration, a significant leak from the 19% figure of 2023, has sparked a tumult of reactions. Now, let me get this straight before I go on. I don't care if you're a woman or a person of color flying my plane. But I know if you, growing up, if you ask kids, high school kids, college kids, the percentage of people that want to be a pilot when they either grow up or were actually studying to be a pilot got to be 90% men. The most experienced, the military pilots, got to be 95% men. I don't care what color the skin is. I want the most experienced, best pilots flying my damn plane. So the fact that, A, to have half of your class be either women or people of color, and they have to say or because there aren't enough women or people of color to make half, you have to put them together to make half. That's fine. Congratulations to the best women and the best people of color with the highest marks and the most experience. I want to fly on your plane, but I don't want somebody flying my plane that got the job over somebody more qualified because of the way they look or what's between their legs. It's insanity. Don't forget about the story that, uh, uh, well, actually, before we go into that, let's talk more about this uh, United Airlines CEO. Okay. This is the interview that uh, people are talking about. Let's play this clip for a minute. And uh, it's a minute, minute, four seconds long. Let's play this little clip real quick. 
actually targets working into the Aviator Academy? We have committed that 50% of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. White males don't just dominate in the cockpits, also in the C-suite at United Airlines. Well, look, at United, I'm proud of the diversity that we actually have in our, our C-suite. I think if you look around corporate America. Correct me if I'm saying though, so I, this was just based off your website, the people you list as executives, but out of 11 people, three are women. I believe one is a person of color. Who the F uh, cares? That's correct. Um, Who the F cares but, what they look you know, like? corporate America, I think, you know. That's a low bar. How do you yeah. raise your own bar? Well, a lot of this is, you know, focusing on. That's a, I can't listen no more. That's enough of that crap. Look. But let's not uh, let's not get it twisted. I don't care what they look like, man. Qualifications. Let's let's go. We if we actually get rid of division and discrimination in this country and let the cream rise to the top, that should be all that matters. That was Martin Luther King's entire point: content of character, what you earn. There is so many provisions in place that anybody can see can succeed in this country. To tell. A person of color, a black person, Hispanic person, or a woman that is harder for them to succeed is a crime. You should be telling everybody, no matter who they are or where they come from, that this is America. If you can't freaking do it here, you can't do it nowhere. The sky's the limit. Go out and earn it. Nobody's going to give it to you. This shit gets me mad, y'all. But let's look. Let's have a deeper dive into this uh United CEO, bruh. You want to see what this guy's about? This the United CEO. You ready? No shit. Here he is. There he is, y'all. The CEO of United Airlines. There he is. This is the guy running, was it, the third biggest airline in America? Here he is. Can't make this stuff. Can't make this stuff up, y'all. Come on now. I don't even know which one of these uh, drag queens he's supposed to be, but he's one of them. This is the guy running United Airlines. This is the guy that has the agenda to put your safety at risk based on what people look like or what's between their legs. This guy. Yeah. No shit. No wonder that's happening at United Airlines. All right, let's uh, let's keep going and let's look, look a little deeper in United Airlines and all the craziness that's going on here. Meet Maya Talman, a man pretending to be a woman who's a pilot and runs a newly formed DEI committee for United. He sent a letter to employees about how excited he is to incorporate DEI United. Pray United is focused on safety as much as they are focused on diversity it's the the craziness has no end it ain't just united though here we go with my favorite airline nobody's safe and this is what i was talking about by black rock uh, black rock vanguard and state street they own like 90 percent of american companies via stocks and their percentage of the stocks they own they are the ones globally that are pushing this crap on you to where your vote a lot of times doesn't matter because these are publicly traded companies. You could put Republicans in and they can try. They can do what DeSantis is doing in Florida and, and get rid of a lot of this crap in schools and, and fight back against Disney and stuff. But these companies are controlling what's happening in this country. Now, look at this from Delta, from their 
uh, style guide for inclusive language. Race and ethnicity style note. Capitalize black, quote unquote, and brown, quote unquote, in Delta communications. Unlike black or brown, quote unquote, white should be lowercase. When referencing race, ethnicity, or nationality, be as specific as possible. In bold letters, baby, capitalize black and brown, but white should be lowercase. That's, I mean, that's just, it's, it's institutionalized discrimination. And if you don't think it, it ain't just Delta, you ready for Alaskan Airlines? I know they've been in the news lately. You ready for Alaska Airlines? Here we go. Come on. There's Alaska Airlines. You ready? Gay. 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 What the shit is this? What the hell am I looking at? There's a flight attendant. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is where we at? This is where we at. And you know Alaska Airlines been in the news lately if you can't quite remember why. Oh, it's because they had a fucking door blow off their plane in the middle of the sky. Now, come on, you gonna worry about all this other DEI crap when you got planes with doors blowing off? The only reason somebody didn't die is they had their seatbelts on. Otherwise, they've been sucked out the damn plane. Doing their best Tom Petty impersonation of free falling on the way to imminent death in the name of social justice and DEI. This is insanity. It's insanity. But it's purposeful. It's purposeful. Now, I don't know if you heard in the wake of that Alaska Airlines flight, all this, the Boeing 747 MAX 9s have been grounded, all of them, by the FAA, until upon further review to see what's going on. So it's not just Alaska Airlines. It's Boeing 2. But guess what? Right on cue. You ready? You ready? Come on. Boeing 2023 Global Equity Diversity and Inclusion, I mean Inclusion Report. Oh man. Each member of our global team brings something uniquely valuable to Boeing and we grow stronger when everyone has an opportunity to contribute. We continue to make meaningful steps to advance an open and respectful environment where everyone feels welcome, not just Boeing, but also the surrounding communities where we live. Boeing's culture of inclusion involves creating an environment that retains and attracts the world's top talent and inspires every teammate to do their best, blah, 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 crap. Meanwhile, scroll on down through all their crap about what they're doing to be the most DEI and all that. Here you go. It's, it's small font. You might not can read it. Boeing is recognized by Diversity Inc. with a number 12 ranking on its top 50 companies for diversity. A four spot increase from Boeing's number 16 ranking in 2022. Well, congratulations, Boeing. All your planes grounded. Tell you, you seen the Boeing stock? Doing this number. You look at Airbus? 
doing this number. Airbus ain't getting planes grounded. It's crazy what they're doing. It's insane. All I want is to be kept safe. Now here, don't remember this. It's like a little math equation for you, okay? Evil kills people. Discrimination is evil. DEI is discrimination. Therefore, DEI is evil. And DEI kills people. How about that? Come on. So, look. Racism and discrimination is a Democrat tenant. They think that since uh, uh, there was slavery once, they want to do everything and be racist towards white people now that had nothing to do with it. If you, can, if you can't move forward as a country and society on equal footing where everybody is equal and has the same opportunities, you will never be what America is supposed to be. You'll never achieve that dream and you'll devolve into some socialist Marxist-ass country where you have no rights and the government does everything and there's no innovation and you're locked, you know, there's no elections or nothing, which you're getting close to damn no elections right now anyway. That's not what this country stands for, y'all. It's insanity. Insanity. So that's all I got to say about that. The DEI ain't going away. And we ain't either. We're going to keep fighting that on behalf of you and the American people. Uh, let's see. Next up, another crazy-ass story. Crazy Insanity and all in, over the, the show today, y'all. Let's see. Let's look at this here. Maine. Maine's in the news. Not just because they cook, took Trump off the ballot. You ready for a while else? This is great, y'all. Maine moves to create sanctuary state for child sex changes. Okay, this is from... Uh, uh, the pos the post-millennial. Here we go. A Maine Judiciary Committee will decide Wednesday morning whether a bill permitting minors to travel to the state to seek sex changes and granting the state custody over children will move to the floor. Let me say that again. Let me say it slow for people in the back. A bill permitting sex changes for minors which also grants the state custody over children. What? Y'all. It's, it's, it's some dystopian hellhole that these people want to turn this country to. Your children are not safe under these liberal control and liberal policies that they're trying to implement nationwide. <sighs> Let me keep going. LD 1735, also called an act of safeguard gender-affirming health care, was introduced to the House of Representatives on April 23. It's now just moving forward like that. Courage is a habit. A group fighting for parental rights in states across the nation is leading the effort to stop this bill with a deadline of 10 p.m. Tuesday. Here we go. Deadline tonight from Courage is a Habit. You can take a chunk out of the transgender cult and help stop this transgender trafficking bill. We provide a fast two-step process to sign up and uh, help fight back. So the bill updates rules on abandonment of a child or emergency situations, granting the state temporary emergency jurisdiction over the child. Not you, not the parent, the state. And they don't even have to be from that state. If the child has, quote, been unable to obtain gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care because of a parent, a parent or a guardian. 
The bill also prevents courts from finding a case was brought forth in an inconvenient form or the wrong court, or if the law or policy of another state may take jurisdiction, limits the ability of a parent to obtain gender-affirming health care or gender-affirming mental health care. So if your state actually has a freaking common sense and won't let you mutilate your kid or permanently sterilize them, just come to Maine, baby. They signing up. Come on. We... <laughs> Whew. I'm getting heated about this stuff. This shit. You mess with kids, it pisses me off. And I can't think of something more evil than harming the innocent like that. People can't even pick their bedtime or what they're going to have for dinner. But they can uh, uh, pick their, uh, uh, their they're going to pick what sex they are or what body parts they can remove or or what kind of hormones they should they can take. I saw, I didn't have the link for it. I saw on a, there's a, um, a, a debate going on in Florida right now where uh, about this, this kind of stuff. And some mom got up and said, my six-year-old is gender fluid. Oh, it's about flying the, the pride flags at state houses and things like that. My six-year-old is gender fluid, and this goes against her rights. No, your six-year-old is not gender fluid. Your six-year-old has a mentally abusive mother who's screwing her up inside and trying to sterilize her, and that's freaking evil. Don't harm the innocent kids. It's evil. Now, update on that. That story. It hit a roadblock yesterday in a deadlock committee vote. Now, it doesn't mean it was defeated now, but there's so much pushback that it went into a five to five tie. So they're going to revisit this later on. Transgender trafficking bill. This is from the main wire. What the hell is going on in this effing country on the left? This is why regular Democrats that this had a, a different point of view in this country are getting left behind. They don't have no party. And enough of them are hopefully waking up to see that just because there's a D besides somebody else's name don't mean that they got the same values that you once had. The saying is Democrats and Republicans used to disagree about how to solve the problems of this country. Current Democrats can't agree on what the problem is. They think there's so much global warming and so much uh, uh, overpopulation that they want to sterilize all these kids and sacrifice their bodies in the name of overpopulation on the altar of climate change and global warming to the cult and false religion that these people are signing up, to, up for it. Now, this is why judges are important, okay? This is one thing. I love Trump. I think he was the best president in my lifetime in, in many ways. But every time he got a, so, uh, a Supreme Court justice nomination, I was banging my head on the desk and saying, this is not the right guy. Gorsuch was the closest we got to having a, a real conservative Clarence Thomas, uh, uh, Alito Scalia type on the court. But these other two, they, they almost... Like Roberts, they're a little better than Roberts, but not much. And he had a chance. He, They will help us out in a lot of these fights going forward. But check this out. Right on cue. You ready? Supreme Court won't review school transgender bathroom policies. That's the one that Trump put three judges on, y'all. The Supreme Court let stand a lower court ruling allowing transgender students in Indiana to access school restrooms and locker rooms consistent with their Gender identity on Tuesday. By the way, newsflash, gender identity is a made-up term 
And if that starts losing traction, they'll change the term, just like they did from global warming to climate change, so that no matter what the weather is, you can complain about it and vote Democrat to try to fix it. It's a made-up damn term. The justices, in a brief order, denied a quest from a central Indiana school district to hear the case which centers around a now teenage transgender boy identified in court documents as AC who was barred from using the boys' restroom at his former school. Good! Good! And they want to be in locker rooms and stuff too in girls' sports. Don't get, man, don't get me started on all this crap. Well, what are you talking about? Of course I'm getting started. That's why the F I'm here. So, Maine losing their minds, trying to take your kids away from you so that they can sterilize them without your permission, and they will take custody of them. And the Supreme Court, we're supposed to be the supermajority on the right, which all the left tells you is the, is the most evil th uh, branch of government we ever had, won't even take up a freaking bathroom bill. It matters who we get in office. It matters that we get somebody with conservative principles in office, okay? I love what DeSantis is doing in Florida. I wish a lot of that could be done nationwide to protect kids, get this evil indoctrination and division out of our schools and support everybody and give everybody equal opportunity to be the best that they can be in what has traditionally been the freest country on earth, okay? Ooh, moving right along, moving right along. Y'all, <laughs> the communist, the Chinese party, donations to the University of Pennsylvania have gone to historic highs. Now, I wonder what this could be about. I wonder what this could be about. Oh, yeah. This is where Biden's think tank is. Remember? Remember when they found all these classified documents? Remember they were all going after Trump about classified documents at Mar-a-Lago? But he had them in his garage with his Corvette, and he had them at a college university in his think tank office. Man. Chinese donations soared. The University of Pennsylvania, home to Biden's think tank, reported tripled donations from China over its previous gift-giving Period. This is from uh, uh, the records obtained by AP, APT from Pennsylvania's Department of Education revealed the university pulled in 25 million contributions and individuals between from China with CCP ties from the mid 2022 to mid 2023. It's a significant expansion over the 8.6 million it received in the same period the year before. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. We talked about it, heard about it on the debate stage when Chris Matthews jumped in there talking about, oh, this guy just totally threw himself in the middle of the debate between Trump and, and Biden about all the money Trump's got from Russia, Ukraine, and China. Buying influence. This country's for effing sale with Biden in the office. And many of these Democrats in the office. All they want to do is gain power, enrich themselves, the country be damned, its citizens be damned. And this is part of it right here. And I wonder what kind of impact this story could have in the news. What what kind of uh what kind of favors and, and uh, uh impressions could they be trying to buy? Oh, whew. <laughs> shocker! Imagine that. U.S. does not support Taiwan independence, Biden says. Oh, man, how much did that headline cost from China? They're giving it to your think tank. They're giving it, they've been enriching you before you was president. That You are bought and paid for Chinese asset. 
They just had a huge election in Taiwan where the, let's see, early in the day, Taiwanese ruling Democrat Progressive Party's presidential candidate Lai Cheng Tei came to power, strongly rejecting Chinese pressure to spurn him and pledged both to stand up to Beijing and seek talks. Now, wait a minute. This is the Democrat Progressive Party of Taiwan. That's supposed to be, man, that's supposed to be the tight man with Biden. That's supposed to be ally. Come on, they probably, you know, chopping up all kind of body parts over there in Taiwan and they kids and all kind of stuff. They're doing it every, everything. I don't know how they're going to have any diversity and inclusion over there. I don't know how many colored folks or people of color or, uh, or minorities they got over there in Taiwan, but they're going to be on your team, the progressives, man. But hell no. I'm bought and paid for it. China, China told me no. I don't know. Yeah, China told me no. I just checked my wallet. China told me no. We can't support Taiwan independence. But we might have to go to fucking war about it. We might have to send all our soldiers to, to die if China invades Taiwan. But in the meantime, China paying me all right. China paying me all right. All right we ain't got to go to war. We cool. Taiwan, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, man. America's for sale. There's no morals, man. There's no morals. But I got... I've been, you know, it's been a lot of uh, hard news we've been having to go through in this show today. I got a, uh, I got a silver lining, y'all. Come on, we're going to take credit. We can't take much credit because we're a new show. We ain't got that many views. But we talked about it last week. Natural asset companies. We talked about it. The New York Stock Exchange withdrew their application for the natural asset companies for a big victory for Americans, citing... National security threats, among others. Now, doesn't mean it's permanently defeated. I think the SEC would have pushed it through because they're totally in, on board with all this crap and one of the most crooked arms of the government that there is. The answer to nobody. But they have for now withdrawn their application for this new kind of investment in natural asset companies that would sell off all of our public lands to the highest bidder. In the name of what? Climate change, baby. We're going to put our natural resources right up here on the altar of the Global Climate Change Initiative and the religion of global warming, man. Oh, at least that's been stopped for now. So one thing we can exhale on and breathe easier about. Last but not least, the national debt. That's such a fun subject to talk about, ain't it? Ain't it? it usually gets boring to some people. We put it at the end, I put it at the end of the show, but... Uh, <laughs> It ain't going to be boring one day. And it's, it's getting there, y'all. It's getting there. The national debt has just the interest on the national debt has ballooned to the point that just the interest on the national debt, the combined net worth of America's most prominent billionaires wouldn't cover a single year's interest payment. There you go. The annual interest, not the debt. The interest on the national debt is now $730 billion. If the Fed stole every penny from combined net worth of Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, Ken Griffin, Ray Dalio, George Soros, and Mark Cuban, every penny of their net worth will be $720, will be $3 billion short. <laughs> That's the interest on the debt. What are we doing? What are we doing? 
Now, that might not make a lot of sense on how that matters to somebody. But when, when you go to McDonald's and your combo's $9, then you might understand. When you go to your groceries and you get the same things this year that you would have got four years ago, and four years ago it was $75 and now it's $130, now you might understand why that matters. Because your dollar don't mean much. When it's everywhere. Either way I can explain it. Diamonds are valuable. Why? Because they're rare. If everybody had diamonds everywhere and they was in the grass like leaves, diamonds wouldn't be wouldn't be valuable because they'd be everywhere. The more they print and the more they spend for these bailouts of these companies, for these giveaway programs for people who don't need it, for this crazy ass gender studies and 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 looking at the way uh uh frogs mate you know, uh, uh, gay or not in Bangladesh, all this crazy stuff, all this money that just throw at everything is killing us. And you know who the biggest holder of our debt is? One of them? China. And if they sold our debt, overnight your dollar is trash. You can wipe your ass with it. Overnight. And they know that. Now we have some strategic things we could do to fight back against China that they know would hurt them, so hopefully they don't do it. Hopefully it's a... a uh, uh, instance of mutually assured destruction but this national debt is no joke and it's not just biden's fault he's done it the most trump did it too y'all trump did it too here is a let's see um here's a poll national debt year by year starts down there with nixon no not nixon it starts down there with carter then it goes to Reagan. Then it goes to Clinton. Then right, then Bush. Oh, there goes your Iraqi wars. Then boom, there goes Obama, baby. Then boom, Trump keeps it going. And then there's the big one at 2020 with you. All the money you got during COVID for sitting your ass at home because they wouldn't let you out of your house like, like they did in Florida where you could get back to work, where you could actually have some freedom, go work. I lived in Utah. I couldn't work. My buddy who lived in Florida does the same work I did. Out there making his money. Had to send everybody money. And there it goes. And then Biden, just crazy ass. Just, just crazy. $31 trillion. I should have looked to see how much $31 trillion is. If you stack it dollar by dollar, it'd probably take you all the way to freaking Mars or Jupiter or something. I remember just one of Obama's bills that he spent. Was it the TARP bailout maybe? One of those. You stack an individual dollar bill, take it to the moon. Dollars on top of dollar. You know how thin a dollar is. Stacking them up would have reached the moon from one bill he spent. Might have been the auto bailouts. It was one of those. And they ain't stopped. It's put up, they pushed the gas pedal. This is both parties. This is both parties killing us. Killing us. Guess what else happened? They kept it going. Man, y'all got excited when we got that new conservative speaker in the house, Mike Johnson, right? Oh, man, y'all got real excited for that. I know I did. I thought maybe we finally get somebody to stand up for it. Nope. There it is. Just continuing right along. They had a chance to fight for what they believed in. We could have shut this government down. I said, shut the country down or shut the border down. Which one are you going to do? And you could have stand up for it, get some kind of compromise. Nope. We just going to keep going as is, baby. As there ain't nothing wrong with it. We're going to keep going. Now, I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is from this guy that I thought was so conservative. This guy that was going to stand up for what was right. Oh, there you go. Well, before we get there, there's your, there's your vote real quick. There's your vote right quick. Republicans, 
107 to 106 in the House, right down the damn middle. All these Republicans ain't fighting for you. Half these Republicans fighting for their own wallet, fighting for their own pocket. They trying to buy votes too. They don't care about what happens to the country. Look at the Democrats, 2074 and two against. If we could ever get these damn Republicans to unite the way the Democrats do to destroy this country, maybe we could save it for our kids and grandkids. Republicans, right down the middle. You'll never, if we get control of this House and Senate, you will never see a Democrat, it'll still be the same number. 207 against anything we try to ever freaking vote for, and two against, or two for in that case, and 207 against. They'll be united as hell. And then we'll have some of the, oh, well, I guess we could try to get along together, and then maybe we could, you know, if we just cross the aisle a little bit, man, maybe we can uh, do something good for the country. Ain't nothing the Democrats doing good for this country. Not a damn thing. What the hell are you going across the aisle for? Are you going to save this country or not? You're put in there to fight back against this crap. We, we, it's a representative democracy. All we can do is vote for you. Then you get in there and side with them. Leave the border wide open. Keep spending the exact same money they was already spending. Didn't cut a damn dime. Time to start over with speaker. Time to start over as speaker, in case you weren't sure. Look at here. Mike Johnson acknowledges Biden presidency is God's will. Can't make this crap up. Can't make this crap up, baby. Mike Johnson presidency is God's will. Now, I know Mike Johnson is a, uh, a believer. He is a Christian man. So I'm not going to impugn uh, his spirituality. I am not his pastor. I don't, you know, I'm not going to uh, in interpret the Bible for him. But he's referring to a, bi a Bible verse. And he says, he evokes scripture during his October 25th speech saying, the Bible is very clear that God is the one who raises up those in authority. So if he's going to believe the Bible, he believes that it's God's will that Biden is ruling right now and i'm not going to say whether it is or whether it isn't but i bet you uh not a damn one of them conservatives or republicans i should say because we know half of them ain't conservative as we just found out by that vote tally when they were voting for speaker i bet he didn't tell them that so i guess just go along with it then i guess just go along with it cross the aisle Keep the government open. Keep the border wide open. Keep spending the money, baby. It's uh, it's crazy. But don't forget one of these one of the ways out of this uh this debt right here. And no matter what they do to your dollar, cryptocurrency, baby. Cryptocurrency is financial freedom. The government's trying to shut it down. One of the other things conservatives are standing for, they, the government's trying to start CBDC. DeSantis said that was illegal to do in the state of Florida. We need to have that national CBDC. If you don't know, it's going to be a digital dollar where they can still print as much as they want, but they'll know everything you spend it on can, can turn off your ability to purchase if you're buying things they don't want you to buy or that you're saying things they don't want you to say, just like they're doing with DEI and these bank loans and finances right now in these companies. They can do it to you. Uh, CB, uh, CBDCs are very dangerous, but cryptocurrency... There's a lot of promise going forward with that, and it's financial freedom. 
Bitcoin, there's only so much Bitcoin. There'll never be any more. You can't inflate it. You can't print it. You can't ruin it the way they have ruined the U.S. dollar, baby. And so that's going to be it, y'all, for episode two of Watch the Step. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll be here every week. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. This is a lot of fun for me. It's something I'm very passionate about is fighting for this country and fighting for the good people of this country who don't want to divide, don't want to look at each other on the basis of race, genitalia, or any other thing. They want to look at each other as Americans and want to look at each other as one united country to fight back against globalism, fight back against this evil Marxism that's perpetuating all of humanity across the globe and uh, frankly ushering in the new world order that the bible has warned us all about so thank all of you for tuning in we appreciate it and for anybody out there that thinks they can tread on the good people of this country better watch your step <laughs>